Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I said, I'm honestly just proud you're interacting with other humans. Well, I'm finding myself, Hannah. 45 years later. It's not 45, it's 41. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can no. we do this show? I have to go get a dog. I, uh, it's early still. And you complain I'm not early all the time. Here we go, Kyle. <laughs> This is NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Whelan, also brought to you by Hercules Tires. Now, with the latest NASCAR local, regional, touring, and international racing news and views, here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Welcome to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. I'm Hannah Newhouse, back in our Concord, North Carolina location after a busy weekend of travel, joined as always by my co-host Kyle Rickey up in Killingly, Connecticut. And Kyle, last weekend, it was a busy weekend for a lot of NASCAR's regional touring both in the Arkham Menards, the Arkham Menards West, and the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour. But to start the weekend off, the NASCAR or the Arkham Menards West uh, yeah. headlined a weekend out at Las Vegas by starting it off with the bull ring and a uh, new face to Arca Victory Lane and a, a history-making weekend for one driver particularly. Yeah, they ran Saturday afternoon. Uh, of course, we I think we opened the truck race weekend or opened the weekend with the truck race on the Motor Racing Network Friday night. Uh, they ran the bull ring on Saturday afternoon before the NASCAR Xfinity Series race. And it was young Gracie Trotter in just, what, her eighth start in the uh, Arkham Menards West Series, driving for Bill McAnally Racing, uh, to, claim down, uh, to claim the win in the General Tire 150, taking down the checkered flag. Uh, great run for her. Uh, she's been close several times already this year, a second-place finish a few weeks back, several trips to the podium. So uh, she was able to hold off Gio Selzy at the finish. Jesse Love, Kyle Keller, and Todd Souza rounded out the top five. Uh, one note, Trevor Huddleston led early in the event before uh, suspension issues put him out of the race early. So uh, one of the veterans on the tour this year having some issues, and that might have opened the door for one of the young guns to pick up the race win. And I know that Gracie was looking forward to going back to the bowl ring. They went earlier this season. She had a go to run there, uh, was looking forward to returning and building on that there. And that's she did. A lot of people were confused, though, over the weekend because not but a year or so ago, we saw Haley Deegan capture the first win at Meridian Speedway. But a lot of people are confused because at the time, that was a NASCAR-sanctioned series. That was the NASCAR Canaan Pro Series West. So now with the rebranding of the Arc Menard Series West, Gracie is the first female to capture a win under the ARCA banner. So two separate series almost. Same same cars, same tracks, Kyle, but it is and, still a different a different history book ultimately. And I get it. I do, because um, I questioned it as well when I read it, because, it, you know, like you, you just mentioned it. I mean, for the most part, it's the same teams, the same cars, the same racetrack, and the same series with a different name. Um, but but with the different sanction, uh, with with the East and the West falling under the Arca banner, um, that changes the, uh, the stats quite a bit uh, for Gracie, and she now becomes the first female winner under the Arca banner. There's a was, there's been a few females that have won under the NASCAR banner before Haley, or was Haley the only one? 
Haley was the first female to win yeah. in the the, the pro series. Yeah, there was a couple like like Shauna Robinson had a really good finish in the Arca yeah. Menard series. Uh, Julia Landauer had a couple podiums in the series. Uh, Nicole Bihar finished up there as well, finished second a couple of times. But I'm pretty sure Haley was the first Canaan Pro Series winner. Kenzie Rustin got close a couple of times on the East Series. But I'm pretty sure Haley was the first winner on the West. Hannah oh. Newhouse, I think, had a third place finish at one point. I think I had a no? sixth. Sixth, though. Never yeah, mind. I only ran like four races. <laughs> I, thought you, I, thought you were, you know, I thought you were on the podium. Okay, I'll point. take a third Never place. Mind. You just put that yeah. in racing reference for me and let me know when I can post that on my social media that I finished third somewhere <laughs> in a K&N West race. Anyways, on top of the uh, Arca Menard Series West, the Arca Series also ran at Memphis, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. The NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour has had an insane season thus far. More or less with schedule changes, but they were at the Stafford Motor Speedway this past weekend. Ron Silk now having two wins pretty much in the last four races, Kyle, and uh you love to see the Twitter the Twitter fight post race of Doug Kobe's tweet was my favorite going another great showing at Stafford Motor Speedway came home second with another race that Justin Bonsignor did not win at Stafford Motor Speedway. It's the only track on the the modified schedule that <laughs> Justin has not won at and the Aroots Paul and David on on social media remind Justin of that um in the the weeks leading up to a NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour race there and unfortunately for Justin uh, this past weekend was the only race there in 2020, so he'll have to wait to at least 2021 to change that stat. I believe it's 0 for 32 now, if, if memory serves me right. But he, he finished third, finished on the podium. Ronnie Silk uh, did pick up the race win, his second win of the season in the last three races, picking up the win a couple of weeks ago at Thompson as well. Uh, Doug Kobe was second, then Justin. Max McLaughlin, how about that debut uh, running uh, part-time schedule. In fact, just uh, that one race as of right now, finishing fourth. Chase Dowling rounded out the top five. Uh, Justin Bonsignor hangs on to a 27-point lead over Doug Kobe, heading to Thompson for the World Series next weekend. Crazy to think the World Series is next weekend. It seems like we just started the series. Uh, we did. The, the season for them just not but a couple weeks ago. And like you said, we did. Now it's World Series time. Uh, but a great, like you said, run for Max McLaughlin. I know that he was pretty much looking for a clean run to go up there. He liked Stafford when he was up there earlier in the season in SK. And uh, I think we'll see him in a modified maybe in the future. I mean, he had a lot of fun, had a good debut. And people on social media also, Kyle, were, were ready for, for Max to come back up there and do some more open wheel racing. It'll be interesting to see if he comes to Thompson next week uh, since there's only one event left. And he has run Thompson before in an SK modified um, last season and did well. Um, so we'll see. Uh, some news out of Connecticut this week. Uh, we can now hold 50% capacity instead of 25% capacity at uh, outdoor venues such as racetracks. So Stafford uh, will get to up their count for this Friday night show, and Thompson will get to up their count for the World Series of Speedway Racing next week. There's already 18 divisions, I think, on the card next weekend, and they just added the uh, ISMA Super Modifieds. So I don't know if something came off or if they're just going to put – 700 cars in the pit area and, uh, you know, have three straight days of racing, but uh, 50% capacity in the main grandstands here. So um, some good news out of uh, Connecticut Motorsports. And what a cool way to uh, do that, to have all of those classes there and be able to put fans in the grandstand. But we're going to take a quick break here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. When we return, though, we will have the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour winner Ron Silk on with us to talk a little bit of modified racing and his win this past weekend. 
Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Power isn't born, it's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. This past weekend, the NASCAR Whelan Modified Tour made their one and only stop through the Stafford Motor Speedway in what has become the 2020 NASCAR Whelan Modified Tour season. And Ron Silk, now two wins for the season, joins us here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. First off, Ron, thanks for taking some time out of your day, and congratulations on uh, Victory Lane once again this past weekend. Yeah, thanks a lot, and thanks for having me on. It started off as a uh, wild season for you here. At the beginning of the season, some rough finishes. You took the fourth race of the season actually off, though. Didn't run that fourth race, and in the last couple races you've come back. You've got two wins, a second, and a third. What has happened in these last couple weeks so that you found uh, the, the speed and the success in the latter part of the season? Yeah, I, I think um, it's really hard to say. I think we've had decent speed all year. Um, just with the shortened year, I knew we had a bad race at White Mountain earlier in the year where we overheated and, and finished last. And I think we knew with the shortened season that the championship was kind of out of reach at that point. I think if you had one bad race, it was pretty much over. So uh, that kind of led us to, to taking a week off and not going out to Jennerstown and um, just regrouped a little bit. And the guys have been working really hard and uh, just happy to get them uh, the finishes that, you know, that they deserve and for the effort they've been putting in, they've been doing a great job. The win propels you to fifth in the championship standings, 82 points back heading to Thompson next week. Let's talk about the race on Friday for a moment, a little different pitch strategy than we have seen in the past. Uh, I believe teams last year were able to take one tire per stop and it was different this time around, wasn't it? You could take two per stop and come in to pit road multiple times under caution and, and how did that kind of shake things up uh, from your seat? Yeah, it was different in the past. You could take one one tire per trip down pit road, and um, this this race it was you could just take two tires per caution. So and you were allowed to change four tires total. But um, I'm not really sure. You know, it's kind of a guess as to what the right thing to do is. But we kind of set up a plan before the race and. Luckily, the cautions fell, you know, in the vicinity of when we wanted them to, and uh, it worked out. But I don't know. Those pit, the pit rules there are a little bit weird. They have been for the last two years. But I do think, as much as I hate to admit it, it does kind of make the racing better at Stafford. It, you know, shifts the field around, and you lose track position, gain track position. It makes it a little more interesting for sure. And so mentioned- is there a perfect scenario? I mean, if you were the race director, I mean, would you keep it this way, or do you have something else in mind? Oh, I don't know. I'm not a race director. I don't want to be. Gotcha. 
I hear you on that. I always say that race directors have one of the toughest jobs in the world because no matter what, at the end of the day, someone's going to disagree with you. But uh, like you said, definitely interesting to watch, to say the least, every time they do go to Stafford with the pit road and the pit road strategy. Uh, collected the win, though, over Doug Kobe, Justin Bonson, your two have been at the top of the modified tour the last couple of years. Uh, the tail end of the race, did you know you had everything to keep them behind you? Or is it a little bit eerie knowing you got those two in your rear, rear uh, windshield? Well, luckily, I, you know, um, Justin and I were kind of on the same, same strategy. I think Doug's was a little bit different. But um, luckily, I got in some good lanes on the last restart, and I was able to get to the lead while he still had to battle his way up to, you know, while Doug and Justin still had to battle, battle their way up to second and third. So I had some ground on them by the time they got to second and third. And just trying to save a little bit in case you get a late race yellow. And uh, I, I was pretty confident at that point that we had a car that could win. I mean, we led early in the race. And, we're fastest in practice. So I was pretty confident out front, but you never know what's going to happen if you get a yellow at the end. But luckily, we didn't have to worry about that. Crossed a milestone a couple of weeks ago in New Hampshire, your 200th series start. 15 wins now in the series. Where does this win stack up? And, and what win of the 15 kind of stands above the rest? Um, I mean, they're all great. Uh, anytime you win, it's a good I would say... Probably my most memorable win is the first race I won at, at uh, New Hampshire at Loudoun. That was in like '09. I had just started uh, driving for Eddie Partridge at the time, which led to uh, you know led a few good years for me, winning a championship in that stretch. But they're all pretty they're all pretty enjoyable and, and memorable in their own way. But that one kind of just sticks out. The first one at Loudoun. It's kind of our you know our Daytona 500 for modified, it's the biggest track we race on, and we all want to win there so bad. And a cool racetrack that is to win. But we talked about it at the top of the show a little bit. Uh, the World Series right around the corner. The 2020 race season coming to a close. Uh, looking forward to 2021, though. Besides racing, first off, congratulations. We heard that you uh, had recently gotten engaged. And are you already waiting for that 2020, uh, 2021 race schedule to come out so you can plan around it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, Hopefully we all can get back to normal here, but I don't know that that's going to be right around the corner either. So uh, I think, you know, as competitors, a lot of us had some complaints about the the schedule this year, but it, you know, now that it's coming to an end and all over with just, you know, grateful that they were able to get the amount of risk that we had this year. And like I said, hopefully we can get back to our normal deal next year. I asked Justin this a couple of weeks ago when he was on the show, we were talking about the schedule and, and how it's kind of been, uh, evolving uh, week to week and, you know, right up until just a couple of weeks ago. Is there one event that was originally on the schedule that you were looking forward to that we didn't get to run this year um, and you're kind of bummed about? I mean, I was looking forward to going to Iowa. I know there's probably a lot of people that uh, are happy we didn't have to go. I mean, it's a long haul for everybody and stuff like that. But uh, I think that would have been a you know, yeah, I always like going to new racetracks, and that's a big track. Uh, I think it would have been good for our cars, so that's kind of one that I'm bummed we missed. But I can understand a lot of people are probably somewhat relieved they didn't have to go all the way out there. Yeah, after watching that tire test last year that Doug Kobe took part in, I know I was excited to watch you guys make the trip out there, but I totally understand the, the cost and logistics of it. But, Ron, thank you again so much for taking some time out of your day. Congratulations on the win this past weekend, and uh, – Good luck in uh, just a short ways over at the World Series. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me on.
Again, that is Ron Silk, NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour driver and winner this past weekend at Stafford Motor Speedway in the Napa Auto Parts 150. But Kyle, when we return, we've got your Wheel and Engineering Short Track Spotlight of the Rate or of the Week. Wheelin designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheelin product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheelin is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Power isn't born, it's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Welcome back to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. Each and every week, we have the opportunity presented by Whelan Engineering to bring you one of NASCAR's short tracks across the country. And this week, we have chose to spotlight Adams County Speedway out in Corning, Iowa. It is a half-mile dirt track, the first dirt track that we have of the 2020 season. It was established in 1888 as horse racing began in the 1930s. In 1952, during the county fair, there were hot rods that raced on that dirt track for the first time. But during the 1960s, we saw auto racing grow at the track, taking its toll on the surface, so therefore it was closed and then reopened in 1970. NASCAR sanctioning took over the track in 1984, and coupes and late models were the first classes to run under the NASCAR sanction. By 2004, there were four classes of cars that ran weekly, including late models, street stocks, modifieds, and hobby stocks. In 2008, the season's first five races were canceled due to rain. Can we not relate to that, or can we relate to that right now? <laughs> um, and not uh, on June 5th, the track was then flooded by six feet of water. Nine days later, due to community volunteers assisting with cleanup, the races were ran. So in 2019, the Wheel and All-American Iowa State Champion was Adams County Track Champion Dirt Modified Driver Jesse Dennis. Wheelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Power isn't born. It's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, 
and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Over the past weekend, we talked about it. The Arkham Menard Series was also in action in Memphis for their race, uh, side-by-side with, you know, the Arkham Menard Series West out in Las Vegas at the Bull Ring. Ty Gibbs collects yet another win in the Arkham Menard Series, his sixth of the season. But both the first and second place finishers in this weekend's race were celebrating Kyle because Ty, like I said, collected another win. But it was Sam Mayer who rounded up the Sioux Chief Showdown Championship title that Title consisting of 10 different races between the Arkham Menards East, West, and Arkham Menards series of pretty much short tracks. But try and say that 10 times fast. I always feel for all of the guys on the broadcast that I have to say Sioux Chief Showdown a many a times throughout the broadcast because it, it, it's not one that just rolls off the tongue. Without ever seeing it before sometimes. You know, I know our, some of our guys will be handed the read talking about the Arca race that will be on MRN next week and it'll be part of the Sioux Chief Showdown. Or is Sioux Chief Showdown. (laughs) Sioux Chief Showdown, or as one of our guys said, the Sioux Chef Showdown, but I'm not going to say which one said that. But yeah, Ty Gibbs was able to pick up the win, his sixth of the year over Sam Mayer. Brett Holmes, Thad Moffitt, Chandler Smith rounded out the top five. Uh, Then it was Michael Self, Haley Began, Drew Dollar, Taylor Gray, and Chris Wright, the top ten. Sioux Chief Showdown points in the books, and it was Mayer by five over Ty Gibbs. And for the Arkham Menard series... It's uh, Holmes by one over Michael Self, 63 back to Haley Deegan. They have, what, three races to go, uh, two races to go. Springfield Mile on October 4th, and then at the Kansas Speedway in a couple of weeks to wrap up their season, a race that uh, I believe will be heard here on the Motor Racing Network. Man, if anything, for the Arc Menard Series right now, uh, there, there's a handful of drivers that continue to win, but the points battle, if you're going to tune in right now between Self and Holmes, Poor Michael Self, for whatever reason, in the latter part of this season, just cannot seem to get continual traction where him and Brett Holmes hit a midway through the season and Holmes has continued to get better, collected that win, finally has a bunch of bridesmaids finishes. So like you'd mentioned, Kyle, only a handful of races left. Springfield Mile up this coming weekend. You can watch that on Mav TV live or also on NBC's Rack Pass. Uh, this up-and-coming weekend, though, the Euro Series is back in action, Kyle, as well as uh, some of our other friends across the borders. Yeah, they uh, the round two, or I guess weekend two, the Grand Prix of Belgium, the circuit Zolder uh, for the NASCAR Wheel and Euro Series. Loris Hazeman, three-point lead over Alan Day. Uh, let's see, let's say Sorensen is four points back. Lucas Lazier is also four points back. And Giammarco Ercoli rounds out the top five. They are all within five points. So again, um, because they are also making up races and making up race weekends, it's going to be a two-event weekend for the NASCAR Wheel and Euro Series that will be streamed live on their social platforms. I believe Facebook Live is uh, the main place in which you're able to find this weekend's Grand Prix of Belgium. And also our friends, we haven't really talked about them a lot this year over in the NASCAR Peak Mexico Series. Uh, their season up and down as well. Uh, Abraham Cauldron, right, has been one that we've seen uh, collecting some race wins, but they're racing this weekend as well. Yeah, Calderon won the last time out a couple of weeks ago in Puebla. Uh, they are in the, uh, yeah, this is going to be tough to say, uh, the Catero <laughs> Autodrome or something to that effect. 
uh, just outside of Mexico City. Mexico, so the NASCAR Peak Mexico Series, I believe this is going to be their sixth and final race of their 2020, also a shortened season for 2020 for, for them. Which is wild because usually we're rounding out the show at the tail end of, uh, you know, late October, mid-November when the NASCAR Cup Series usually about ends theirs as well as our National Point Series. And we usually are not crowning a Peak Mexico Series champion until, honestly, after our awards banquet is usually when we're doing it, um, if not around the same time. So definitely a shortened season for them as well. And speaking of those national points, that's uh, wrapping up as well uh, as, as our seasons continue to wind down. Josh Berry leads the NASCAR Advanced Auto Parts Weekly Series in Division One. He has a 20-point lead over Peyton Sellers. Uh, both of those drivers, for the most part, garnering their points at Myrtle Beach Speedway, Southern National, and Dominion. Uh, Ryan Millington is third in points, 26 back, also racing uh, at Myrtle Beach and Hickory. Uh, Jared, uh, yeah, Jared, Jacob Gady is 30 points back uh, from the Midwest, running at Lacrosse, Elko, and Madison. And Brian Roby from Northern New England, rounding out the top five, 30 points back. He runs at Claremont, Hudson, and Monadnock. So, uh, you know, just, I believe just a couple of weeks left before we crown those champions as well. And there's a lot of familiar names that aren't a part of these battles, whether it be Division One, Two, Three, Four, or Five, just simply because different regions of the country are opening up at different phases. Uh, we talked earlier in the show here in Connecticut. We get to have 50% of a crowd at Stafford and Thompson and Waterford, yet 10 minutes away in Mass or in Massachusetts, Seekonk Speedway, they're not allowed to open at all. So, um, you know, it's situations like that throughout the country uh, that are allowing or not allowing drivers to run for a, for a national championship this year, depending on if their track can open. Yeah, and absolutely. And you even add in the fact of, of weather as well. I mean, you get some of our Northeast, Northwest racetracks here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I mean, even in Idaho, I know we usually get snow around the time that it was Halloween. And so a lot of these racetracks, of course, not able to run later in the season, make up for those points. And of course, having that final deadline. So uh, tough break for a lot of those people that usually do run for national points championships, maybe next year. Um, hopefully things lighten up again. We've got a couple, couple winter months here to get things back. But uh, Kyle, where are you going to be this weekend? Uh, this weekend, Stafford Speedway on Friday night, um, Waterford Speed Bowl, I think, on Saturday, and then some go-karts at the uh, local go-kart track a couple towns over on Sunday. Are you going to uh, add to your trophy collection behind you? No, no, not, no, no. These are like professional go-karts. So then what are the trophies behind you? Well, it was professional. Oh, you're not racing. You're not racing. You're going to go watch people race. Yeah. I should have known better. However... As the more I hang out at Stafford, because they do a karting program on Monday nights, you should get a cart. The, well, that, that's exactly where I'm. I'm going with this. Uh, I think 2021 racing. may bring out the, a full time driver. Kyle Ricky Racing. K Rick Racing. T-shirts. Hey Rick. <laughs> I'm gonna hire you. Hey, I have my own hero card um, from years ago. Hey, you guys so, gotta send your hero card requests to MRN. 555 MRN Drive, Northwest Concord, North Carolina for Kyle Ricky. We'll make sure they get signed and sent back to you. And you will be my public relations rep, so we're yes. good. All right. Well, apparently I have a lot on my plate over the weekend as Kyle plans his return to racing. So that being said, again, the Arkham Menard Series at the Springfield Mile this weekend. Catch it on NASCAR's uh, Track Pass, NBC Track Pass, or on MAV TV. So we will talk to you guys next weekend 
here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. I'm Hannah Newhouse for Kyle Ricky and producer Craig Moore. We will see you next week. You've been listening to NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Whelan, also brought to you by Hercules Tires. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a production of the Motor Racing Network. All rights reserved.